This episode of the Buffalonian Podcast is brought to you by the Cast Source Podcast Network, a podcast network built with and for entrepreneurs. We cover many genres, including sports, business, mental health, marketing, and entertainment. We feature podcast shows such as Sports Bring People Together, Limitless, Saviors of the Metaverse, and The Athletic Mindset. Learn more at castsource.com slash podcast. And without further ado, let's get in to the Buffalonian Podcast. Buffalo Bills face off against the Green Bay Packers this Sunday night. We'll recap picks from last week, talk some trade deadline targets, and pick the games for this weekend. All this and more on the Buffalonian Podcast, betting on the Bills. All right, let's go. We are back with the Buffalonian podcast. I'm Joe Kelly, and as always, I'm joined by Dom Loss and Mike Marino. Video format, we're testing it out for the first time here. Fellas, looking good, looking good for the camera. I like the little uh, live thing in the top corner that gives us a countdown of the time. Oh, yeah, look at that. Yeah, look Not at that. No, it's, it's nice because nice when we're sitting, when we were in person, we just kind of rambled on for what was, was close slow. to 30 minutes most of the time. So, it's a nice, nice change of pace for sure, you know, and it's nice to see your smiling faces on my screen. And <laughs> everyone else will finally be able to see our smiling faces. So, you know, we're giving it a try. And without further ado, let's preview this Bills Packers matchup. You know, it's 10 and a half point favorites for the Bills. I, if you told me that's how it was going to go at the beginning of this season, I would have called you absolutely insane because, you know, the fraudulent. Packers. Fraudulent. Fraudulent. fraudulent, absolutely fraudulent. But Aaron Rodgers being more than a in more than a 10 and a half point deficit i i would never have been able to call it was 11 point favorites yesterday was it not they changed it or it's it's, lines moved a little bit but uh maybe uh some some books probably have it as 11 some books have it at 10 and a half i mean preseason it was four and a half yeah and just last week before the packers commanders game it was eight and a half so tells you what the bookies think about about (laughs) Packers. Yeah, I mean, what what are your thoughts though going into the game? Like, he's it's the first time in Aaron Rodgers' career that he's that much of an underdog, especially against a juggernaut, if you will, Bills offense, defense, team in general. Well, I think it's more of an indictment on the Packers and really the Bills. I think the Bills are the team that we thought they were. So, I mean, I think the reason why the spreads moved seven points is because the Packers are are not the team that anyone everyone expected to be in the in the preseason. So, it's, Just, it's definitely. Uh, Goes to show you, uh, taking all the money for yourself really, really does affect the team because now he doesn't have his <laughs> best player. So, yeah, I mean, the highest paid player in the league is playing adequate at his position is really, really mm-hmm. helping the squad. Getting paid fifty million dollars a year to be just a kind of an average quarterback is, <clears throat> mid. is not not the move. Mid, yeah, definition of mid, and you know, is his quote the other night. Let me let me pull up the exact quote here. Um, it it appalled me a little bit. Not appalled me. That, that's a little bit of a stretch, but. Uh, jar. It was jarring because jarring. Yeah, it was. It was not what I was expecting to hear from him. Um, if only I could type quote against the Bills. Let's see. He said, "This week, no one's going to give us a chance. 
going to Buffalo on Sunday night football with a chance to get exposed, shoot, this might be the best thing for us. Thoughts? What, what are your thoughts on that after, after hearing that? Uh, I mean, I think I, he I needs know. to go back to his psychedelics that gave him back. He came out with a quote just... being like, he wanted some of his teammates to like cut reps and stuff too. Cause they were like, weren't deserving it, deserving of it or something like that. Like, uh, I don't simplify know the, the offense and then yeah, simplify the offense. Like coach is like, having, I don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> he's just having a rough season. Honestly, man should have retired. Like going into the season. Like this was one that I was like nervous about where like, if the bills drop a game, this could be one of them. But mm-hmm. now it's like he doesn't have anyone to throw to, and their defense has not played well. No. So, like, just overall, I, I'm pretty confident in uh, the Bills winning considerably easily. Yeah. Well, I, I definitely think the Packers' backs are against the wall, seeing that they're three and four. <laughs> they, have an, <laughs> they have an incredibly hard last 10 game stretch. Uh, and, the, you know, they, we talked about last podcast where they dropped to three, you know, three straight games to three kind of adequate to below average quarterback so right i think i think this is uh, i mean i think what they're what he's trying to say i mean he's not great at saying it but it's more of uh i mean yeah 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 i take a stand at some point and i mean the bills are the team you probably don't want to be having the force to be taking the stand against but i mean they can't follow three and five they follow three and five they're gone you know especially with how some of the other teams that i see are playing uh you know, you had to win probably at least nine games to even have a chance, probably 10. And they go three and five. They got to go, what, seven and two the rest of the way to really have a chance. against. Yeah, the they basically have to goal. win out. Yeah, they, they basically have to win out. And we all know that's not happening. It's what we're seeing with the Buccaneers, too. I mean, just those two guys should have retired. Like, you know. Yeah, like, but at least the Buccaneers are playing in the NFC South. I think they're still leading that. Weak division. Yeah, they're they're yeah. in first. Yeah. Well, like the, I the said, Packers... the NFC is comparable to the USFL. And I think that's more now than ever. So. Well, like the the Vikings are five and one, so I I mean the Packers are already what three game they're three games back. Well, no, they're, three, they're like three they're two and a half, yeah, because that extra game of the the Minnesota on by. But plus the they already have lost a game to Minnesota, so they drop this game. I mean it's pretty much, I mean the division's over. And then, I mean, do do the Packers really believe that they could win three straight road playoff games? Probably not. No. No, absolutely not. They lost to Sanford. They lost to Jimmy Garoppolo and the 49ers at home in the snow last year. In the with Devontae Adams. With, with Devontae <laughs> Adams, exactly. Yeah. Now who do they have? Alan Lazard? Like, no way. No, he might not even play. But I guess we'll talk to injuries later, but he's, yeah, uh, he's, he's a little banged up. Well, you know what? Good. I look at that as good. It's just, it, it helps. Not good that he's injured. That's a little ill willed of me. Harsh. But I, yeah, a little harsh. But, you know, it, it helps us. A little bit because you know just taking more guys away he can throw throw to i mean he didn't have many already and now we're losing one of the guys he threw to the most so i don't know it's definitely it's still an interesting matchup because rogers could still go i mean he's i still think he has that ability to go nuclear one game but i don't think i don't um, think he has goes, a team around him to really go nuclear though like if i if i don't I think to, he has a team i don't think he has a team around him to go nuclear against an elite defense no there's a certain point where your ability only lasts so long. You're going to need people around you. And right now he just doesn't have those people around him anymore. Like think about it. He had Jordy Nelson and Randall Cobb and he was mm-hmm. elite quarterback. Was Jordy Nelson really that elite of a wide receiver? No, Randall Cobb the didn't really do much. Exactly. So like Ed, there was a point in his career where he could elevate everybody at this point. He's still elite, but he needs more playmakers around him. 
I mean, you could argue, though, if looking at, you know, we were talking about the match quite a bit a couple months ago. You can argue that was more of a meeting for the changing of the guard rather than, uh, no, rather than a that. golf game. You know what I mean? Like it's they well, were... seeing, seeing that Brady and Rodgers are both a combined six and eight and Mahomes mm-hmm. and Allen have two of the best records in the league and probably, I mean, I think anyone would say the two best quarterbacks in the league. So yep. uh, I, I still think both those guys have the talent still. But, I mean, when you don't have the guys around you, and you're that old, you know, it's, it's a little harder. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, honestly, though, the scary thing for me is with Brady especially, I'm going to quote uh, Amazon Prime's The Boys here, right? So it, it at one point, there's a character on that show that loses everything, right? So he's like, do it, post whatever. I'll lose everything, but I have nothing to lose. Tom Brady has lost everything. So he has nothing to lose at this point. I don't think he has nothing to lose. I think his legacy on the football field is pretty. Still... That's already that's already going. No, but that's but, already that's already less. Problem of I think he does have something to lose because if he continues to play bad, like I think that tarnishes his legacy a little bit. How many years have they been saying Tom versus Father Time? And Tom now, versus the fifth? Father I don't know, Time but I've seen a lot of photoshops of Tom Brady with gray hair and a beard like father time on the football field so i mean honestly he might get more mobile over time if he stays for a while they'll have Fournette running him around in a wheelchair so well that'll be i mean the bucks are a whole different story i think we're gonna get to their game (laughs) this week but yeah the packers for me are just a team that they just don't have an identity i mean their their true identity is that they need to become a you know behind you know aj dylan aaron jones just a a run first team but can you really be a a run first team when you have the back-to-back MVP as your quarterback who's making who's the highest paid player in the league. I think that's a little that's a little tough, especially with the yeah. offensive line a little bit banged up. Obviously, Bakhtiari uh, has been banged up throughout the year, missed last week because of that that surgery. It hasn't you know had a rest last week, so you know maybe he comes back for left tackle this week, but I mean we'll see with that one. Yeah, I mean, it's I don't know. It's just interesting to see. That's for sure. I mean, I don't know. I, I I mean, we look at our injuries, though. Trey White is not coming back against the Packers, though. Moving into that a little bit. Going back yeah. to the Bills. Going I mean, injuries. it's not, not the biggest thing because, like, their top receiver isn't really a threat. Yeah. The way Elam's played, Benford's played, Dane's played. Right. Like, we should be fine. Get him, get him to come back even stronger, even healthier against – who do we play after Packers? The that's, Jets. The Jets. Yeah. But honestly, we lose this an game against the Packers. Game. Yeah. If we yeah, lose that'll this... be an important division game. And then after that, we have the Vikings. So, and that's going to be a really good game. So Just let's get them going for that. Yeah. Yeah. But we got to win this game against the Packers because if we don't, the Jets overtake us in the AFC East. Well, they could overtake us. Well, if they win, they would have to win too. They would have to win. Um, Patriots. Tredavious White though is in a in a contact practice jersey. He's practicing in a white jersey. Non- so yeah, that was a good sign for him to get out the the red jersey. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think if the Packers were more of a threat, maybe you'd see him play. I don't know. I don't know it's where it's, my it's head's at. The Bills. The Bills are one of those teams that I think they take the medicals very seriously. I don't know if any of you guys saw the, like the Steve Smith uh, video of him touring the Buffalo Bills facility. Mm-hmm. See all the yeah. medical thing, you know, training facility they have. Um, I think that's. I mean, it, honestly, being a small market, I mean, you have passionate fans, but to get you know the big fish to come there, you know, if you show that you're willing to take care of them, their health short and long term, and you know, continue their playing career, I think. I mean, that's a big, probably a big reason why Von Miller came too. Right. 
Yeah, but but I mean, they, listen, they keep they keep their injuries very seriously. I don't know. I mean, if the Packers were a thought, I think maybe Trey goes, but especially if Lazard, who's their number one, I think is, has a shoulder injury. I think Matt Lafleur yeah. said he's potentially to miss game or games, uh, so plural. So I, I I doubt he goes. So I I just don't I don't think the Bills defensively are afraid of the Packers wide receivers where they need to have the number one corner. But exactly. I do think I do I would be surprised if he doesn't go if he goes. I'd be surprised if he doesn't go next week, seeing that they probably want him to have maybe not 100% of the snaps next week against the Jets, but no. kind of a dress rehearsal before he has to play the Vikings with Jefferson and Thielen. Right. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. I mean, let's let's move into the, the Bills-Packers game, like, officially here. Like, who do you think on our side, like, an X factor would be? Like, offensively, defensively, like, who's going to make a difference in this game? Um. Well, I think the obvious answer is Josh. So let's well, just, yeah. I mean, like, let's, let, let's stay away from let's stay away I'm, from Josh Allen. I'm I'm gonna pick Motor. I think Motor's gonna Motor. have another good game. I think he's starting to roll. I got to get a sound effect in here that goes Motor in whenever yeah. whenever we say Devin's <laughs> name. You know, you got you got to. Well, I, I think the I think the obvious X factor offensively is the ground game. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because you're this is your last kind of game. This is your last game before the trade deadline, and obviously the Bills are intru- interested in. CMC obviously they might make another move with that so I think if they have a below average game I think that might push their agenda to potentially uh, make a trade but the Packers are really really poor in run defense if they have been for the last it's kind of the Packers defense has been a little bit similar with the Bills and the fact that they've always been a very good defense but they have that stretch every single year where they just get gashed on the ground and the Packers just I mean, they the Jets ran all over them. The Commanders ran the ball very well against them. So, this is kind of a game for like the offensive line and the running game too. I mean, they had a really good game against the Chiefs. I think they had a pretty good game against the Steelers too. If they could continue to build, uh, that'd be positive. Maybe no Spencer Brown. So, I think that might be something to look after if he plays. He didn't practice today. But yeah, that ankle a... sprain. Mm-hmm. But um, Chris Barry's a you know a fine replacement at right tackle. So, I, I think the ground game in general is going to be the big X factor. Yeah, I would have to agree with both of you, the ground game in general, but I, I think Motorin is going to be the difference maker here. He averaged about five yards per carry against the Chiefs, had a fantastic game. I think we're going to see more of that against the Green Bay Packers, the fraudulent Green Bay Packers, if I <laughs> if I must. So well, I, Honestly, though, I think if we're making an X factor out of the ground game, I think actually James Cook would probably be be a, an interesting option just because mm-hmm. uh, you know as you talk about like, the trade thing even if they have a, if they have a good game and but the singletary is i think he had like 86 percent of the snaps against the chiefs yeah. yeah that number is still that high i think you know even if they have a good game they might if they don't think james cook is ready i mean they still might make a move so i think i think if he shows very well with as well as i mean of course the ground game in general i think that would be big yeah no i mean it'd be really cool to see james cook kind of break out and do what he was you know, touted yeah. to be and chalked oh, up yeah. to be, especially like his brother, you know, like Dalvin, like I, I'd like to see some development out of him. And I think honestly, I mean, the whole McCaffrey thing, you're, you're getting a lot of the same stuff with him and cook, you know, and the argument can be made that McCaffrey we would have had to get... James cook. Uh, are not comparable uh, right now. Yeah. Well, not, not, not right, right now, now, but what I'm saying, is, I don't even know. Like, I don't know in the future, arguably the best running either. back in the game. Well, yeah, one healthy. No. But I'm well, all I'm yeah. saying is in order to get CMC, you probably would have had to give up James Cook with the Panthers for that de- developmental aspect. I don't know it. about that because no, it would have just been picks. Because think about it. San Francisco, they have like 
think Elijah Mitchell's hurt, but they they just roll through running backs. Like every year, it seems like they have a new guy. Every yeah. week, it seems like they have a new guy. They did. I mean, of CMC. So, <laughs> and then Carolina right now has Chuba Hubbard, who's only in his second year, and then you have Dante Foreman a down there. <laughs> I got yeah, somewhat, and played in Houston, Tennessee before. So I I don't think we would have had to give James Cook away for CMC. It would have just been picks. Yeah, because, I mean, mm-hmm. the, the Panthers didn't want any of those. I mean, as you alluded to, Mike, they didn't want to take any of those Niners running backs, and they aren't all bad, so that's mm-hmm. kind of a, it was a little bit surprising. And also, I think I think the Rams, I mean, rumored to have an offer similar to the Niners plus Cam Akers, and they didn't, and obviously the Panthers Who would want Cam one. Akers, though? That's my question. He's been nothing but fraudulent the entire season. Uh, I, he's coming off an game. Achilles injury. So. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I dropped think... him on every fantasy team, though. The dude's That's your fault for drafting him. Hey, listen. He was coming off the Achilles injury. Everyone's like, "Oh my god, he's gonna come back. He's gonna be great." No, he is. He was not. He was not. He did nothing but disappoint. Gone. Maybe Odell Beckham cursed him for taking number three. Maybe, but honestly, OBJ is taking. He wouldn't get number three if he came to Buffalo. You don't think Demar would switch? Not midseason. No. Maybe. Wouldn't that cost him money? Yeah, I think he would. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if you can. What number would he wear? 13? Well, I mean, I don't know who has a DeMar Why doesn't Odell just wear zero? No one on the Bills wears zero. You can't wear zero. You can. You can't wear zero. Why can't you? This isn't basketball. Oh, my gosh. And college football. Wear number one. Dude, I would throw zero on my jersey. Although, I'd rather see him as a teen or a number in the 80s. Of course you would. (laughs) Yeah, the aesthetic. Oh, my gosh. Well, 13's taken, so. Who would OBJ wear then? What number? Throw him a 19. Yeah, he'd get a rando. He should, oh my gosh, no, 19's Matariza. Well, I think of Matt. Uh, was Matariza? Was Matariza? Sorry, thank you for correcting me there. I wouldn't want. I wouldn't want OBJ in 19. Okay, transitioning. We'll talk about OBJ when we talk about trades and, and potential moves down the road. But 16? transitioning. Sixteen. I think sixteen is available. No, he's Hodgins. Yeah. 16. So transitioning to our defensive X factors, who? Who would you think is the defensive X factor, Joe? Easy answers, Von Miller. Easy answers, okay. Matt Milano. We, we're not here for the easy answers. We're here for the nitty gritty. Okay, it's going to be. It's going to be the defensive line. They're going to try run with Aaron Jones the entire entire game. Aaron Jones, AJ Dillon, the entire game. That's the only offense they have. Little shuttle passes, little screen passes to those guys. They're the two re- most reliable people on that offense because they don't have any receivers and. They're going to have to get to Rodgers if he does pass, but they're going to have to be serious run defense. That's that's the X factor's got to be the D line for me. Okay, yeah, no, it's solid, but I'm thinking. Uh, no, he's I'm going a different between, direction. I'm thinking it's between Dane and Elam because they're going to be battling it out for who's number two when Trey comes back. Mm. Oh yeah, good one. So whoever was, plays was, better gets the number two. Who do you think that's going to be? Like, if you had to say right now, who would who would you pick? Kair. Yeah, other than the Steelers game, he was pretty good against. He was very good against the Chiefs. I know he gave up that touchdown, but that was pretty tight coverage, and that was kind of yeah. more of a Mahomes just kind of made magic happen. So he's been very good. Um, I would say no, the cornerback one's a good one. I would say though, I think Greg Russo would probably be another one for me, just because. We talked about how the Packers might potentially run the ball more, and he's arguably, I know Von Miller is there, but he's arguably their best edge run defender. And I think he's he's 
the last couple of weeks he's he still kind of had that pressure on the quarterback, but it hasn't been uh near it was in the beginning of the year. Um, and so I think I think it's I think it'd be big for him because I think we saw it with the Chiefs. I think it was Vaughn was rushing the left tackle and being in the game, and Rousseau was against Wiley, and it seemed like he wasn't getting home as much, so they switched to um at the end of the game and Vaughn murdered uh Wiley. So um uh yeah. I I yeah. still think Groot played very good against the Chiefs, a very good run defender. He had some pressures, but I think this is like a week where he's been a little bit quiet. I don't think he's had a sack the last I mean, obviously, the last three weeks because the bye week counts. But I, I think that's where he gets he gets a double double digit double uh, not double digit but multi sack game for. for oh, his are you are you calling a double digit game? sack? Oh my goodness! <laughs> yeah, Derek oh. Thomas, watch out, bud. Sorry. Oh my gosh! Fun fact about this game, actually, it's the first game Sunday night football game since 2007 that the Bills will have fans at home game. Wow. Because the last one was in twenty the pandemic year, so last Sunday night mm. game, Sunday night football specifically. Who did they the play in two thousand seven? What'd you say? Who did they play? It's a good question. I, I don't know that part of it, but I mean, mm. all I know is the last one was in twenty two thousand seven. Okay, no, the might have the Pats one where they got blown out. Um, oh yeah, did they lose fifty six ten one of those games? Probably was that one. Oh, um. Yeah. No, but in twenty, well, I guess in the playoffs in twenty twenty, the NBC went there, but that was like five thousand fans for that Baltimore game. So yeah, where we knocked Lamar Jackson out in the end zone. Mm-hmm. Tremaine, yeah, buddy, and he's doing pretty well this year. Look at that! Yeah, he Look went, at that. He went, it's amazing what the contract extension does. Contract year does to it awakens the beast. Yeah, Marcel Darius. Yeah, and then he got kicked off the team for smoking weed by McDermott and all that stuff. So. Hey, yeah, thanks so, Jacksonville for giving us a pick and taking his entire salary. Yeah, and then he knocked Tyrod Taylor out in the playoff game against Jacksonville that year. No, they won't win that game, so it's all right. No. Peter <laughs> <tough close. Okay. laughs> McCabe in instantaneously. In I don't even want to relive that. Why are we even talking about that right now? The team was not very good, but no, they, they no, it was Rex though. Rex and Robbie Ryan's team, and it was so bad. So I think I think we talked the keys to the success about you know the Bills running the ball well against a weak Packer front and stopping the you know those two explosive backs. Well, Aaron Jones is explosive, and AJ Dillon is kind of a bruiser, and uh, not letting Aaron Rodgers you know I still think he can have magical moments. So not letting him have, make those mag- magical moments would be important. But I, I mean I feel pretty confident about the Bills just because I don't think the Packers' offense I'm afraid of. No. Not at I all. I mean, again, other than, rod on other than if he goes nuclear, but I don't, I don't the think best he will. Weapons the Aaron Jones. best thing he'll do is be Chernobyl. I think that's the only close to nuclear he'll get. He'll implode on himself. So the only thing, the only thing that would be interesting to see is uh, if Kumaro plays uh, this week. Old teammate. No, oh, I didn't. I didn't think of that. I was thinking about the terms of like who in the young wide receiver core is gonna. Yeah, it's Aaron Rodgers' old teammate. He was actually talking him up. He was talking about what the Bills have, the weapons they have, and he said Jake Kumaro, and I was like. No, because he's mad at the he's, he heard the story. He's mad at he's mad at the Packers for cutting him. Yeah, yeah. Because he praised them and then they cut him. Yeah, and who would they be having right now? Then, pretty much as a wide receiver, one Jake Kumaro. So no. And the Bills had him. He caught that touchdown, Denver. The Bills cut him. The Saints got him, and then the Bills signed him back. So <laughs> yeah, he's been on a carousel of teams. That's for sure. Mm, good for him. He's found he's found a found a fun home. So let's yeah. talk about MVPs, offensive and defensive MVPs. Okay, I think we go easy on this one because we know who's going to be the offensive. Wait, so far game. in the year? No, in the game, the game, the game. Just the game itself. Who, oh. Who's going to be the best player on each side of the ball? Josh Allen, Diggs. 
You know what? Actually, I'm changing. I think Gabe Davis has a day. I think he does. Stefan Diggs. Yeah, I'll go. I'll second Diggs. I think they've done a very good job of moving him around uh, yeah. this year, especially against a mediocre pass defense. I feel like him and Davis. Yeah, are Jerry, have Jerry, like I mean, they have it's I, the Packers are just really just a underachieving team because they have they have a lot of names. But like they just don't get a lot of results. Like no, Jair, Jair Alexander is supposed to be like one of the top corners in the entire yeah. game, and back to back like winning plays on that final drive for the Commanders, Terry McLaurin just cooked them. So it's yeah, like, no, it's 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 nuts because then you have a team like the the Atlanta Falcons with Marcus Mariota that's just completely overachieving for what they were, you know, the, their their players. You know, well, your boy Gino. It yeah exactly drafted the same year as EJ Manuel and the dude's cooking right now. I can't believe it. Well, Russell Wilson's burning down in power field, so yeah. I think I think for my defensive MVP though, I gotta I gotta pick Groot. I don't think t- ten sacks was a little too much when I said it. I think just two is two is good. <laughs> he, he enough. surpasses Von Miller on the season in one game. <sighs> Listen, not unheard of. Uh, probably surpassed have... his career total in one game. Yeah, I don't know how many he had his rookie. I think he had four as rookie. He has four and a half now, so I I think he's at like eight and a half nine. So if he had ten sacks in the game, he would double his career totals. More than double the screw told us say. Yeah. You're not wrong. Watch it happen now. You just spoke it into existence and it's I mean, I'm be, I wouldn't complain. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. So uh, who are your defensive MVPs? I mean. Oh I, I gotta go Milano. I'm gonna go with the easy one. I, I again just Matt Milano. He's been absolutely locked down this entire season. Pick six, just knocking balls down left and right, everything. He's covering runs really well. He's all everything and above what you want in a linebacker. Well, it is a big game for Milano because he's you know that covered linebacker, and yeah. Aaron Jones is probably their best receiver. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh. Caught two touchdowns last week, so definitely not it, like definitely is. Well, I mean, I have him in fantasy football, so hopefully you get a garbage time <laughs> touchdown or two. Yeah, I've got him on a couple of my teams. I need him to cook this week. I mean. I don't know, Cook. He could get like ten catches for like forty yards. That's that's, that's the tough points. part about playing the Bills, though. Like I have such a, such a devotion to the Bills that I could care less about my fantasy teams on the weeks I have players playing them. You know, listen, the Bills can win fifty to twenty-one. That still means my guy could get three touchdowns. Yeah, yeah, you got a point. I mean, so, what is your what is your final prediction score wise? Though, like, what do you what do you think this is going to end up like? Ah, uh, wow. Uh, so the spread's about ten and a half. I think I would take the Bills. Um, I would take the Bills hmm, 28-10. 28-10, 27-10, something like that. You're close to where I was. I was going to say 28-14. 31-17. Ooh. Ooh. Mike throwing that out there. Look at that. I wish you luck. <laughs> I hope it's like that. I really do. But I, I just can't. I got. I think it's two touchdowns their way, four hours. I think, I think that's just the way it goes. I mean, you had the same score differential. Yeah, just an extra. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but you're acting like you just like predicted like them to win. I like, like the 31. I like the higher offensive number. I I just didn't want to go that high. You I know? think maybe I'm just a little bit like after what happened last game to the Chiefs. I'm I don't want to like predict a super high total anymore. But listen, actually, you know what? Scratch scratch 28 to 24. I predicted 45 to seven. I predicted 45 to seven against the Titans. That's 41 seven, but. No, 45 to what what no, yeah, I pretty good 45 to 7 against the Titans. I was so close. I'm going I'm going deep. I'm going deep this one. It's going to be 
How many touchdowns? So I mean, you had Gabe Davis as your MVP. So how many? How many of those? What eight touchdowns he has? Five. He has five of the eight. Diggs has the other three. So Allen throws for eight touchdowns on the record. Or Allen actually even there? Diggs. Davis's stat line. Every touchdown is from the twenty-five yard line. Right. It's just one play. They're going to do the same thing every time they roll out there. So, so Davis. <laughs> So you think he's gonna have five catches? a Randy Moss stat line. You think he's gonna have five catches for three hundred seventy-five yards and five touchdowns? Precisely. Mm -hmm. God bless you on that one. Yep, yep. Randy Moss stat line and more for Gabe Davis. He's gonna he's gonna make a name for himself. Madden stat line. Madden stat line. I'm telling you. I'm telling you, it's gonna happen. Joe's playing that. It had to be a couple picks in there. So. Oh my gosh. No picks. No picks. Josh Allen throws a perfect game. Zero incompletions. (laughs) And fifty-six points on the board. So before we go into uh, other picks and recapping our picks from last week, just briefly, you know, we we're going to have this segment for the Buffalonian podcast, but uh, we went a little long, so we kicked it to today. Yeah. Uh, it's a little trade deadline targets. Obviously, it's Tuesday. So uh, next Tuesday is the trade deadline. So, and by the time we record the next Buffalonian podcast, it will already have happened. So, which will be nice because we can have some nice talk about it for sure. It's pretty nice. Yeah. Yeah. Who's who's someone you're eyeing up though specifically? Is there anyone? I mean, I I I'll start out actually. Oh, okay. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna rock with Kareem Hunt. I I he's what we're missing on the the run offense right now. Zach Moss is not the answer. He's not that running back that's gonna push through the line. It's just we need to get over that fact. We need to get him off the team. He's gone out of here. Fraudulent has not played well. He him Singletary and. James Cook or could run circles around him, but I like Kareem Hunt because we then don't have to rely on Josh to sneak it into the end zone, put his body on the line quite as much. I think having that big bodied blow through the line running back is what we need. And that's Kareem Hunt. No, that's, that's, that's fair assessment. Um, I would look at Antonio Gibson from Washington. Cause he's kind of like that Christian McCaffrey esque. you know, we tried to sign JD McKissick. This is why we drafted James Cook to be that yeah. receiving back. Like I think Antonio Gibson was a wide receiver in college, so you bring him in, he's that dump off guy for Allen. Yeah, I think both of you guys make a uh, good points. I think Kareem Hunt. They said the rumor was that he could be had for like a fourth round draft pick. Yeah, something non non huge, like minuscule. Yeah, but for like, the Bills, I mean, if they want to outbid a team, they'd probably have to put their third round pick in because it'd be probably like in the you know, the nineties and that's probably where, you know, it's basically a high fourth round pick. Yeah. The, the third round pick. Um, But I don't know if the bills want to do that. Also with cream hunts history of uh domestic abuse. I don't know about that one. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. I mean, I'm not, I'm... Um, but listen, I mean, that happened a couple of years ago, but at, at, at the same time, I mean, um, we had LaShawn McCoy on our team and he was, he was alleged an abuser. So, I mean, true, but with the whole matterizer situation, um, yeah, yeah, I don't know if they want to do that one. Yeah. Uh, but I, the Gibson one's fascinating uh, for the fact that obviously the the Bills wanted JD McKissick, another Washington Commander running back, as kind of that pass catcher, and then obviously they didn't get him, so they drafted James Cook. And I think James Cook is going; he's progressing, but I think it's slower than probably the Bills want to for this season. So yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if they do make a move uh, for Gibson. Probably wouldn't cost them much either because kind of in the doghouse uh, with obviously Brian Robinson returning and still having McKissick there. 
Uh, not a lot of reps for him, but if I was to make a move, I would just sign OBJ. Uh, don't have to give away any draft capital. Yeah. Uh, improve on that wide receiver three spot. Could be your wide receiver two if, you know, unfortunately if Davis or Diggs goes down for a little bit. So I think, you know, the Bills are would be in trouble if either one of those two guys missed a lot of time. So getting getting an OBJ who doesn't cost any draft capital wouldn't cost anything long term. If he wants to sign for cheap, trying to win wing. I think that helped the wide receiver. I think they're just going to, I think the running game is just going to be as what it is to be completely honest. So like, I don't think, I don't really think it, I mean, if they get an upgrade on the running back position, I don't think it's going to matter that much. It's not going to change line. too much. Yeah. Yeah. With the offensive line, I don't think, I don't think it'll matter that much. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, OBJ, definitely what I would want to see, you know, but. Would you rather have OBJ or Kareem Hunt? OBJ. I, I think the receiver is a little more necessary. Yeah, at this point, you know what I mean? Like I, I, I would like to have that third deep threat that could possibly like oh it's gonna open someone up, you know. I, one of you've got Diggs Davis and OBJ. Are you kidding me? Like that's dangerous, especially with Josh Allen as your quarterback. Absolutely dangerous. Come on, then, what about McKenzie? Come on. He's gotta have a better game than he did last week or two weeks ago against the Chiefs. This I just think putting McKenzie back to that. Gadget kind of role, gadget role, having Shakir go back to the being kind of that punt returner role, and then having the other three OBJ, Diggs, Davis, and then having Kumaro be the special teamer. I think that's a good six right there. Yeah, and then you've like got Dawson Knox and Quentin Morris as well for those little slot plays if you want with a big yeah, I like this, but Tommy Sweeney's been playing pretty well, so I don't know. Third highest ranked taking... offensive player in that game. He, he might be taking third highest. Yeah, he might be taking uh, Quinn Morris's job because Quinn Morris has kind of struggled to block. And, yeah, imagine Tommy know. Sweeney comes back and is tight. Or a redemption arc. I know, I know. That'd be nuts. But without further ado, we're going to close off the Bills v. Packers prediction part of the Betting on the Bills podcast. And I just want to talk to you for a second. I, I, I don't know about you, but I'm a big sports fan. So are my fellow co-hosts here. Mike and Dom, and uh, I, I'd highly recommend to you the Sports Bring People Together podcast. You got to listen for entrepreneurial conversations with those in sports, and who knows where the chats will take you, but sports got us together in the first place. So just listen and enjoy the show. Find this show wherever you listen to podcasts, or simply visit sportsyplus.com, where you can also find us, the Buffalonia podcast. And now, without further ado, let's get into the picks from last week and we'll pick for this coming week. Dom, uh, take us right into it. I mean, you're you're the champion this week, 11 and 3. Just just take us in. Yeah, they had a pretty nice week, 11 and 3. Uh you Joe had a pretty solid week in 6, Mike one seven seven. so mm-hmm. uh none of us were Progress. What is it? Progress. Progress. I, I did mean, not hear him. I don't know what he said at first. I was like, wait a second. I thought he said that, but I was like, listen, no one was above below five hundred. I think I think last week was a pretty brutal week from the majority of us. So, uh, so the season now the standings have switched. Thanks, Joe. Uh, I am sixty eight and thirty nine. Joe is sixty seven and forty, and Mike is fifty four and fifty three. So, you and I uh, are just battling back and forth right now. I mean, <laughs> this is how it is at this point. Still, still a lot of still a lot of weeks to be played. I think what ten weeks left to be played. So yeah, a lot of time. Uh, ten eleven. Mike could actually played, fleece so. us, come up from the bottom, and take the cake. You never, you never Maybe know it's what's all gonna an act. happen. It's all an act. Yeah, he just he knows he's just been picking wrong. No, yeah, he's just been picking. He's just been fooling all of us. It's like Ed Reed against Peyton Manning. He's playing the wrong coverage, so <laughs> you know you you think you have him, and then boom, yeah. you don't. Nope, nope. Oh, uh, so 
I want. I'll take us into the first game. All right. Well, yeah. Let's stop the games, buddy. Okay. So yeah. the games we're picking this week, the five on the pod, we're picking Ravens at Bucks, Pats at Jets, Giants at Seahawks, Niners at Rams, and Broncos at Jaguars. Some close games. Not not. There's not really any heavy favorites in this in this pool right now. So I'm I'm going to start us off with my personal. This is one of my favorite games I'm going to be watching this week, mostly because I have a 12 leg parlay going this weekend, you know, for a possible $4,100 payout I'm hoping for. But I'm going Ravens at Bucks. We're going to start off with that where we're going to kick it. To me, can't count Tom Brady out for too long. I'm going with the Bucks on this one. I, I, the Ravens didn't roll over and show their belly in the second half last week. Congrats to them. They finally did it. They finally actually put a game away in the second half. I don't think they do it again. I think Tom Brady takes it and. He makes a statement. I'm not gone. You know what I mean? I'm not, I'm not retiring. He said he's not retiring anytime soon. So, you know, it will be Fournette wheeling him around in the the backfield pretty soon or a young drafted running back. I don't know. Maybe even James Cook, if we make a trade or something, but uh, (laughs) I, (laughs) I'm going, I'm going, I'm going Buccaneers outright because the point it's literally one point. Well, it's one point favorite. Mm -hmm. Mike, I'll I'll let you go go next. Let's go next. Pulling Baltimore. I think Lamar's going to cook. He's going to have over 100 rushing yards, 200 uh, pass yards, and Brady's going to get even more frustrated and break another Surface tablet. <laughs> Microsoft Surface Pro, Tom Brady's best best football. Yeah, I think I think the Ravens are going to win this one. I know it's on the road, but um, I mean, the, the Bucks have all kinds of injuries. Winfield's out. I think Brady's out. They just have a lot. Julio Jones might not play. Short Shocking. week. I mean, story of his life the last couple of years. So, um, yeah, I don't. I don't think this one's particularly. I think it'll be a close game, but yeah, because I, I think the I think the Ravens could potentially struggle uh, with the Bucks' pass defense, especially because their pass yeah. offense has been so brutal. I would uh, stay away from this one, honestly. If I was actually like betting, I did on the parlay. I did not touch this game because I just don't know what way. It's I mean, I, think, I just think the Ravens are. Better. I think the Ravens are better than the Bucks. So. Arguably. I mean, when the spread's a point, it's kind of it's basically kind of a pick'em. So yeah, uh, the Ravens are better than the Buccaneers. Well, and the, aren't the Ravens at Tampa Bay? Yeah, they're in Tampa. So technically, Tampa doesn't even get the three-point home favorite. So it could go. I mean, it's it's a toss-up. I mean, I, I yeah, I just think it's interesting that the strength of Tampa Bay is a weakness for Baltimore and the their offense. So like, I mean, but I mean, Tampa hasn't been very good against the run this year. For a reason, so I mean, Lamar, as Mike says, probably will cook. Also, I mean, the <laughs> Buccaneers did let PJ Walker like be like the the best quarterback grade of the year for PFF for some reason. So <laughs> yeah. like, and I just I I just don't. I mean, the Bucks had a problem with the Panther defense, which is kind of average. Ravens defense is also kind of average, but I think the Ravens, you know, they got some ball hawks in the secondary. Maybe get a pick or two. Probably win by a field goal, four points, something like that. Just probably probably like twenty four twenty kind of game. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I could see okay, it, honestly, either way being 24-20. Yeah, Tony Romo tossing that out there. He, did he did he say the Bills or did he just say 24-20? I don't remember. He can't say 24-20. He can't make a prediction that the Bills are going to win the game. That'd be kind of biased throughout the <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, you got a point. Telecast. Yeah, he did he did call it nail on the head though. I I will give him that. No question about it. I mean, Dom, give us our second game. Let, let's take a look here. What who who are you thinking about right now? Uh, I'll, 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 you know, I'll go to the next. NFL. I'll, no, you know what? I, I'm different, Michael. 
I'm I'm <laughs> I'm gonna do the next game in the NFL slate. Uh, the Broncos and Jaguars play. Are they all in the London. NFL slate? Well, Thursday night and then Sunday morning. Yeah, it's nine thirty a.m. Ah, uh, okay. Come on, in London, we all dude. Russell had to do those four hours of high knees on the airplane. Like I would, I, I was saying that earlier on the sports radio show at Buff State. I would have smacked him if I were one of his teammates. If I if I saw that happening, like that Wolverine blood can't save him, so he's got to do high knees for four hours. Like, come on. The plane's gonna crash. He's gonna hop around in there with all his danger witches. It's like the, the last Seinfeld episode. That's why they they're on the plane, yeah, to California, and Kramer's exactly. hopping around, and then it goes down, and then it, yeah. I'm telling you, yeah, they a, took the, the danger witch ad off of circulation too. It's not even, made, you can't find it anywhere now. We made the the boys reference and the Seinfeld reference. What a yeah. what a cast. Call us a pop culture pod, you know. Uh, so the Jags are two and a half point favorites. Yeah, I said this the other day. Jags are two and five, but they have a plus thirteen point differential. They literally got stopped at the one yard line to beat the Giants uh, at home. They're just a better team right now than the Broncos. So I I would take them and and the points. I don't think it really matters uh, if Russ is going to play for me. Um, but mm-hmm. I mean, if the, if the spread is two and a half, and they think Russ won't play, and then he does play, you could potentially. If you wait, get more value because the line might move closer to the Broncos side and might be more of a pick em. Yeah. Uh, so I would probably encourage to wait to see if Russ is going to play, which I think he is. I'm not entirely sure, but. He's got that Wolverine blood. He's going to play, of course. Come on. What are we thinking here? Listen, both these teams are just a gigantic mess. I mean, obviously, they're both two and five, <laughs> but uh, yeah, both teams haven't been great. Wasn't coached. it not that long ago that some people were saying, like, um, the Jags are like legit? Like they're gonna run win the division. Yeah, because Doug Peterson's their coach, and they won a couple right? of close games. Yeah, something right? about some 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 kid wearing a backwards hat said that on this podcast yeah. about four weeks ago. Yeah. So uh, I'm just saying. Listen, man, I'm, I'm sticking not, with I'm... my Colts pick. Roll Sam Ellinger. Yeah, about Sam. <laughs> yeah, no matter. Fourth highest pass yards in the NFL. And he at 2008, I think, and he he's... also leads the league in interceptions. Exactly. So, and he has like eleven fumbles. So, and he hasn't yeah, been good ice. since he lost a twenty-five point lead in the Super Bowl. So, I don't even want to hear it. Matty yeah. Ice needs a bag of ice because he's bruised right now. Yeah. So, I, I take the Jags. The only concern I would have is that the Broncos actually have a very good defense, and mm-hmm. maybe Trevor Lawrence, a little careless with the football, makes a couple mistakes to let the offense for the Broncos have short fields. But I don't know how you could look at the Broncos' offense and them in any no, situation. Nate, so Nate Hackett's gonna fly to London with the job. He's gonna fly back without a job. And Bradley Chubb will not be on the roster when they fly back. <laughs> so Mike, you're in agreement you're taking the Jags with Dom? I'm taking the Jags. Okay. I have one thing and one thing only here to say. <clears throat> Broncos country. Let's hide. I'm not taking the Broncos. I'm taking the Jags. I I that it's it's Russell Wilson has underperformed so heavily this season. It's, hey, 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 in your mind, he was a top five. Uh, I'll admit, I'll admit that. In in your mind too, who or someone else? Someone else had them. Someone else had them. I one. said Derek Carr is better than him, and I got laughed at. Mike, you were on the same page as me, I guess. Before my top season. five, did I say he was top five? I had Russell Wilson above Lamar Jackson before the season started. I'll say that. Like I'll admit, it's a hot take now, of course, because he's burning down. The field uh, and they're letting them cook. Buddy, it's not. A, it's not a hot take now. That would be a bad take now. 
a bad take now, but <laughs> whatever. But I'm taking the Broncos, or not the Broncos. I'm not taking the Broncos. I'm taking the Jags. I think uh, Trevor Lawrence is going to have a decent game. I, I just I don't trust the Broncos at all. My boy Etienne's going to cook. Exactly. Exactly. So I I just I can't I can't do it. But okay. Yeah, no, you're, not, you're no Broncos life. country. Let's cry, hide, die, go. I, I don't know. There's there's so many things you could say. Yeah. So we'll we'll uh, shift over to a divisional matchup that has some implications for the Bills, uh, the Pats and the Jets, uh, over there in East Rutherford. Um, <laughs> McCorkle is expected to start, so good for McCorkle. Um, oh, will he? You know why he threw that first pick? Bailey Zappi again, probably, but. I think the Jets are gonna win. Yeah, I, I got to pick the Jets too. They're on my twelve game part, twelve like on a last minute, last second field goal. Yeah, I I just think, how long? I think forty seven yards. How how do they get in range? Zach Wilson rushed for twenty five yards. A th- no, a throw to Garrett Wilson. Wilson to Wilson. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. I'll remember go Russell no. Wilson to Luke Wilson. I do remember that. And Apparently, Luke he had, had to, two L's the only way he could get in. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Luke. Hey, he's the one that caught that two point conversion in the NFC Championship game. Come on yeah. now. Some respect in his name. Tyler Lockett, I mean, Ricardo Lockett. Okay, we're done. Joe, I, make a pick. I am taking the Jets. They're on my twelve leg parlay. I can't take the Patriots, especially after the horrific offense they had the other night against the Chicago bears who only get primetime slots because they have a big demographic being the city of Chicago and uh, making Justin Fields look like Lamar Jackson, look like a superstar. Like how, how can you, their defense licky lips, Belichick jr. On the sidelines couldn't even get anything right. I mean, and honestly, Mac Jones first interception he threw, it hit the sky cam. Did you see that? It hit the sky cam wire. Yes, penalty statement that didn't affect the play. Did you did you watch? Someone slowed it way down. The ball changes trajectory after it hits. ESPN's just covering. They're covering. They're, yeah, but they're, that was going to get picked anyways. Covers. Huh? That was going to get picked anyways, though. Granted, we don't the know. Way that, the way that the way the defender had to like one hand catch it, like if it would have just been a normal throw, even if it, like he just would have two handed it closer to his left side of his body instead of one handing it to the right side of his body. So yeah, I mean, even so, though. Zappy coming in going four for four, 109 yards and a touchdown right away. I'm like, okay, this is it. Mac Jones' career is over. He'll go to San Francisco and try to rebuild or whatever next year. And then, Jimmy G 2.0. Yeah, Jimmy G 2.0, number 10, goes back to San Fran from the Patriots. Um, just did not turn out the way I thought. I thought the Bears were going to lose, but I'm taking the Jets because just, just because of that, because they could not. Belichick, Licky Lips Jr. couldn't do it. No one could do it. Zach Wilson and the Jets, even without Brees Hall, I think they do it. Yeah, I think I'm taking I'm taking the Jets as well. Uh, a little is that another team. three way? We're all in the same pick. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about that, but uh, I I think what would concern me if I was uh, if, for me and all of us picking the Jets would be Zach Wilson struggled a lot against the Patriots last last year. Yeah, and so and I don't think Zach Wilson's really good anyway. I don't I don't think Zach Wilson's particularly good. No, um, especially so, under pressure. If they do pressure them, that's a little nerve wracking. But yeah, so I, I mean, they're underdogs at home. I think they're a point and a half underdogs. So I think that was like a, just an easy pick, especially mm-hmm. with the Pats. You know, they've struggled. They struggle with Fields, who's a mobile quarterback. Zach Wilson, obviously not as mobile, but mobile, uh, but mobile. So maybe he could have some kind of impact. 
and he, he looks shorter like Kyler Murray. He looks like a toddler running around with an apple. I mean, that's really it. That's all I can say. Yeah. Apple? I, I, well, yeah, they're they're like their juice bottle, like just with it swinging out to the side. You yeah, know juice I mean? box. A juice box. Juice box. Yeah, whatever. I don't know. A sippy <laughs> cup. Whatever you want to call it. I don't know. I can't believe that one. No, but I think the Jets still have a good ground game. They still have Michael Carter. I think James Robinson is going to play. Obviously, losing t- Vera Tucker is unfortunate, but I just think the Jets have a good ground game. The Patriots struggle to stop the run, so as long as Zach, again, I mean, it's like it's like the same thing for like a lot of teams. But as long as Zach Wilson doesn't screw the pooch and that like ad libs and those three picks, I don't think the Patriots are going to move the ball against the Jets' offense defense. And I think the Jets can run the ball around the Patriots' defense and. It's probably you know I, I like the field goal prediction. I I I I will say, field goal prediction solid. I I would say sixteen fourteen Jets, game winning game winning field goal. If they if they miss it, they would lose. So oh boy, I think the Jets win it by a touchdown. Last last minute of the game, they're driving down the field after the two minute warning. Big play from Zach Wilson. Wilson to Wilson, thirty yard bomb right into the end zone. Hmm. Hmm. I think it only goes to six points though. It's not an extra point because the game's over. So you think it's like a Hail Mary? Mm-hmm. Damn. <laughs> wow, yeah. look at you. Predicting a, predicting a Hail Mary and a 56-20 Bills win. Exactly, yep. And five touchdown performance from Gabe Davis with 375 yards. And he's three. He's five for five. Okay. Yep, <laughs> next game. What, odds, what, are, what are the odds of that happening? I don't know. I mean, honestly, I'd love to see to that. One? I don't think it's even possible. I don't think anyone has the odds of that. Even well, no, obviously no one would have the odds right. of that happening. Speaking <laughs> of speaking of odds, I don't think anyone expected the Giants to be six and one and the Seahawks to be number one in the NFC West at this point. So if you had bet that, you uh, probably made out really nice. But um, I think for this game, I'm going to pick the the Bills' former offensive coordinator Brian Dayball. I, yeah, I'm going to pick the Giants to beat the Seahawks. I'm right there with you. I think Dable's gonna absolutely outcoach Pete Carroll in every way of the game. Geno Smith's gonna look like the old Jets. Geno Smith, the failure, the fraudulent, the fraudulent quarterback. I almost said scumbag. I tried to dial that back. Well, a little you just bit, did you know? so. Just did anyway. But <laughs> I, uh, I think, I think they're gonna expose Geno Smith as this. You know, Geno for MVP. No, no. Daniel Jones last week's Week Seven Offensive Player of the Week for the NFC is gonna run all over him and destroy them. I'm taking the Giants. Yeah, uh, I'm not gonna agree with you guys on this one. I'm gonna take the Seahawks. I think this is the I think this is the game where the Giants, uh, you know, it's kind of like the same what happened to the Sabers last night in Seattle. You know, playing well, young team. It's funny, it's Seattle you're talking. And they about. got I know <laughs> I didn't think of that one. And then they kind of just get punched in the mouth. I just think the Giants are kind of due for a letdown. They've won six games all by eight points or less. I think eventually that does catch up to you and. I, I think Gino is playing at an all-time level for him. I mean, again, you could say the same thing that he's going to come down to earth, but I think, you know, Gino, Tyler Lockett, Kenneth Walker is playing like an absolute beast, and ETN had a nice game against uh, the Giants' run defense. So I, I, I would think the, the, the Seahawks you know, make enough plays defensively, and then Gino cooks a little bit. I'm going to be honest. I think it's going to be a good game, though. To wa- I don't all think, it, I think all it's, these I, games we're picking, I don't know. I think, so this, I, I think this could be like 34 20 kind of game. Oh, I, you're, oh you're I, think the, I think this is a blow up potential. For this oh, 27 20 Giants. Yeah, I, I just I, think, I, I don't know. I'd go 23 20. I'd go even smaller margin than that. I think this is going to be close. Giants. I just think, 
I just think the Seahawks are a better team. I I, I don't know. I don't think the Seahawks, I think they're very similar teams, but I think the Seahawks are at home, and I think the Seahawks are just are playing good football. Same thing with the Giants, but I I don't know. I I, I just feel like the Giants have gotten pretty lucky to be six and one, mm-hmm. and the Seahawks have blown some teams out. Like they just blew out the Chargers, and I know the Chargers are banged up, but that was that was a legit win. Like they killed them. So yeah. I, I don't know. I, I just, I just yeah. think my boy Geno Cooks. Top five quarterback okay. in the league right now. Okay, well... Hey, hey I, listen. We'll, based off the we'll, season, he is. Like, I don't know we'll, what to tell you. We'll, we'll move to a team that was the best team in the league last year because they won the Super Bowl. The Rams in a divisional game versus the 49ers. I think we can say both teams have kind of underachieved to what we expected them to be. Well, that their Rams combined are, records are under 500, I would say, yes. <laughs> yeah, so... <laughs> You know, the Rams are kind of in a Super Bowl hangover, and then the 49ers, you know, Jimmy G's mid at best. So, this <laughs> one's kind like of using that word, man. Mike's favorite word. Mine's fraudulent. Mike's is mid. Got yeah. Mid Mike. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with the mid 49ers. I think McCaffrey has a little bit of a breakout. This game's in LA, and they're favored by a point and a half. Hmm. I'm going to be honest with you. It's. I'm going with the Niners as well, just based off of how the last game went. They didn't even need a running game. Jimmy G threw all over them, like literally just vomed all over them. Like there was nothing they could do about it. They couldn't stop it. Aaron Donald had a bum game. I, I'm taking, I am taking the 49ers outright, outright again. They go two and zero against the Rams this season. Well, they're not underdogs, so you don't know how to take them outright. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, I didn't realize that. I thought you said the Rams were. Sorry, no, I didn't look the- at, I didn't look at the notes before. <laughs> I think I do think it's a little bit. I, I don't. Know, I don't love taking road favorites. Oh my god! Uh, especially <laughs> with Jimmy G as the quarterback. Yeah, but for Jimmy a reason, not to say Jimmy don't... G's gonna vom all over the Los Angeles Rams. It's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. Aaron Donald's gonna I, be I, slipping. I think it's gonna be like oh twenty to seventeen type game for the Niners. The Niners getting a little bit healthy defensively. I think they want to make a statement because they got really embarrassed last week against the Chiefs. Uh, I think the Chiefs scored like six straight touchdowns against them, and yeah, they would have scored it like was, seven straight. No, they didn't. They scored like six out of seven. They scored touchdowns, but it would have been seven for seven if the half didn't end. Uh, so I, I don't know. I, I think the I think the Niners want to make a statement defensively that they they are that team that they were the first couple weeks of the year before all those injuries hit. And for a reason, the Rams just can't stop the run whenever they play the Niners. So yeah, and Matt Stafford is arguably been mid one of the worst quarterbacks. No, I don't even think mid. I think he's actually been like fraudulent. I, I don't even know fraudulent. I think he's just been trash. I don't know what to tell you. Oh, <laughs> I think it's worse than all two of those words. I think, it's I think the, the Detroit Lions in him uh, is coming out hard. Midulant. We'll make a word. Uh, also, the fact that they lost their left tackle, who wasn't even good to start with, so they have a backup left tackle in. Right. I wow. Just, I, okay. I, I think Nick Bose is going to eat, so. I, I hope you're right. I, it'll Sorry, be a close game. About to division. Die. I got to plug her in real fast. Second Divi- in the league in sacks, right there. Divisional game. I think again we get a, we get a game winning field goal at the buzzer, but this time it's seventeen seventeen. So if they missed, it would have went overtime. Okay. Twenty seventeen Niners. That's fair. Twenty six nineteen Forty ers Ooh, twenty six nineteen. That's a kind of a, two random, random point totals. Sometimes got to get random. Up, how'd you come up with that one? Well, let's see. Do you just like do a random number generator? No. Two touchdowns to the 49ers. And then maybe what? Eight points? 
12 points, so four field goals. Oh, wow. And then the Rams are going to get a touchdown and then just four field goals, too. Give me a lot of kicking. Hey, big, 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 whoever, man, should I pick up one of those kickers in fantasy football then? Maybe. Man, might be a good move. I don't know. Maybe I should pick my Jets. I know. I, I know. I had the Jets winning 16 14, so they, I think they had them picking three field goals and a game winning field goal. So I don't know. I might have picked up that guy. Yeah. Do whatever you want, man. Might not be a bad move, Dom. I would look into that. I, I think, like I said, they're going to vom all over the Rams. So I, I think it's just, it's a question of who. What's your score prediction for that game? I think it's going to be, let's think, 35 to 7. I, I think they're going to kill them. They're gonna kill him. <laughs> Thirty-five to seven. Okay. You know, Joe, I, I have to say, I'm a little bit surprised you didn't take that many underdogs this week. Because the games are so close, there really is no clear like underdog. You know, it's the one and a half to three point favorite. It's not like like the Ravens I, or, and Giants. I took the Giants at a yeah, seven but you point. Also, you took the Bills. The Bills are an eleven point favorite. Well, I'm not going to be like you and take the Chiefs on a Bills podcast. That's just tough. That's a tough look. That's, I mean, look, do you think they're going undefeated? Huh? Do you think they're gonna go sixteen one? The Bills? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That was my prediction <sighs> on the year sixteen and one Buffalo Bills. They're gonna Six, go like man. fourteen and three or thirteen and four. They're gonna lose two or three more games. I don't think right. so. Sixteen and one. As long as they 100%. lose them in the regular season, it doesn't matter. No. As long as we end with a regular no season with the same losses. amount of losses we have at the end of the postseason, we're good. Exactly. Exactly. But. That is going to do it for the Buffalonian podcast betting on the bills. First week video edition. I'm liking it. It was really, really, really nice. Everyone gets to see our smiling faces and listen to us talk about some, you know, Buffalo bills and you know, it's been, it's been cool. I, I'd like to do this for the future for sure. But <laughs> Dom, without further ado, buddy, how do you always end these? Go bills, baby. Go bills. Go bills.